I thought I had travel anxiety. What I really had was planning anxiety. Picking a place to go was never a problem. It was the whole, what are we going to do when we get there? That really got me. Mission City Travel helps you figure out what works best for your family. Cruises, Disney trips, all-inclusive, new cities, or if you're getting real fancy and heading overseas, Mission City Travel can help book your whole trip. Making memories matters, but taking years off my life worrying over if we're close enough to the beach to carry the thousands of items we have to take, I could do without that. Find a link to Mission City Travel on our website, noonetoldmepodcast.com, and my friend Rachel can help you figure out where to go next. Hi, my name is Callie, and on this podcast, hindsight is everything. Our goal is to look back on seasons we've been through and help prepare those about to face the same things. There's something powerful in knowing you're not alone and knowing someone has gone before you. So I gather up some great people. I ask them all the questions I can think of. And then hopefully by the end, we're better than when we started. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to No One Told Me. There's something about a well-put-together look that makes you feel like you're really doing good at life. And also, retail therapy is a thing, like a very real thing. But there's a difference in buying just to buy and moving toward an attitude of intentional purchases, specifically where our clothes are involved. Today, I'm talking to the fashion director of a Nashville-based lifestyle brand focused on empowering women around the world. Abel wants to create jobs for women who have overcome extraordinary circumstances, and they want to end the cycle of charity dependency. My friend Jordan is going to explain what all of that means and what Abel does day to day, but also she's going to share with us on some of the do's and maybe the don't do's of style and fashion in our everyday lives. These are great tips that are easy to follow, and hopefully it means less taking pictures of myself in the mirror and asking my people, can I actually wear this? And to make it even better, Abel's going to partner with the No One Told Me podcast with a 20% off promo code for your first purchase with them. So a lot of the pieces that Jordan talks about, you can find them at Abel. So make sure you check out their website, and in the promo code box, you can put No One Told Me 20 for 20% off of your first order. Here's No One Told Me What Dress Casual Actually Means. We've talked a lot about fashion in general. We've talked a lot about what we can wear and cannot wear and what we can wear in our 30s as opposed to our 20s and all of these questions. And again, I can't always answer them. So here's what I do. I go and find someone who can. So today I've got my friend Jordan here. She is the fashion director um, of Able. It's a uh, clothing company that she's going to tell us about. It's based out of Nashville. So she has jumped on here with us today to answer all of our questions about, hey, can we or can we not wear this? But Jordan, we're so happy you're here. I have very good news for all the listeners. You're a Knoxville native, Correct. Yeah, I'm an actual <laughs> native. I was just there this weekend. I love it. It's the best city there is. I think we can all agree. But tell us a little bit of your backstory. I know you live in Nashville now. So how'd you end up in Nashville? Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. Yeah, so I am from Knoxville originally, but I moved to Nashville 10 years ago to go to Belmont. And I knew I wanted to stick close to Knoxville because my family's there and my my friends and we just love visiting, but Nashville has been home for 10 years. Belmont, I um, 
studied marketing there and ended up meeting my husband there and got involved at a company called Able, a nonprofit in town, and just kind of on a whim started started working with them and the rest is history. We talked a little bit before and you said, you know, you started as an intern. You just thought, hey, I'm going to try it out. You were kind of interested in fashion. Tell us a little bit about what it looked like as you started out at Able and why you decided to stick around. So I really wanted to be in the fashion industry when I moved to Nashville. And I told all my professors at Belmont that so they all knew me as the fashion girl, which is kind of embarrassing, but kind of awesome. because It's a good and bad thing. I'm with you. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, you're the fashion girl. Fashion job. But it was awesome because they really were so thoughtful. All of my professors were sending me job postings and they had random connections that they were uh, sending my way. So that was incredible for me. And uh, one of my professors, Dr. Gonis, he's like, okay, I've got the perfect thing for you. You want to be in fashion. I just met a guy who's starting a company called Fashionable. How perfect. And I was like, okay. What is <laughs> Sounds this? right. What am I going to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's a nonprofit. And it, that wasn't exactly what I was thinking, but I ended up meeting my boss, Barrett, and he had me come in and he said, you know, we're interviewing for interns right now. Why don't you just be our intern for the spring? And I said, okay. So I came in in a full business suit, which they still (laughs) make fun of me for. (laughs) It was your power suit, Jordan. You were ready to take over. In this casual nonprofit office, I'm in a suit and I have like a binder. With my resume. I was really hoping it was a briefcase. I needed you to strut in there with a briefcase. Honestly, I might have had a briefcase too. Who who knows? Full disclosure, there um, was a briefcase. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I got involved very quickly. And, you know, I just was able to be really successful at ABLE because I just had coworkers who really cared about the company and who really were mentoring me. And so... I dove right in and kind of got to uh, create systems and processes and just be the one who did a ton of the grunt work for pretty much everything. Well, when you're an intern, (laughs) that is the role of an intern. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I mean, all of us, it was Barrett and me and then a couple of other people on the team. And we were just, we just dove right in. So Able's a really special company because of our mission and that just was a game changer for me and probably what has kept me in the fashion industry. I'm glad you brought that up. So I've done, obviously, I've seen a lot of stuff from Able just because of being in Knoxville and Able's just rooted right there in Nashville that a lot of it um, feeds over and even the people I follow on social media, um, bringing it up and showing some of the stuff they've gotten there. But this brand, I mean, it ha- you all have built it, built it up in amazing ways over the past few years. So tell us what Able was built on. Like, what is the whole purpose of it and why you care so much about it? So our founder, Barrett, and wife, Rachel, were living in Ethiopia when they founded the company. And they were actually working for another nonprofit. They were working with women who had come out of the commercial sex industry. And they were, you know, rehabilitating them and teaching them that there are different ways of life. But one in nine women 
in Ethiopia at the time were in the sex industry. I don't know the updates to that that stat, but I mean, that is staggering. And clearly that's a economic issue that it wasn't just a choice that they made and wanted Mm -hmm. to be doing that, how they were providing for their family. So it's like, okay, we've got to provide another way. And he saw a scarf in the marketplace and it was a cool scarf and they bought a bunch of them for their friends and family. And that's where the idea for Able started. And it's just grown from there. So we were a scarf company for a couple of years and then we've added on leather goods. And now we have size categories as well. So shoes and apparel and denim. And we have jewelry that's made locally in Nashville. But our whole mission is to create jobs for women, jobs and opportunities, and give women a way to make a living and provide for their family and make an impact where before they weren't empowered to do that. So that would fall under the category of a phrase that I didn't hear until I was kind of researching ABLE, and that's ethical fashion. And I think a lot, especially of our generation, are moving in that direction. And it's basically, you're just paying attention to how and where our clothing is made. Why is that so important? Why do we need to at least be aware of it? It's so important because when you're purchasing a shirt, the impact that you're making, it's not just an impact for yourself and your wardrobe. You're you're touching a lot of other lives when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, there, everything is handmade. People don't really realize that. And honestly, being in the fashion industry for a while, I wasn't even fully aware of yeah. how true that is. And so, it's it's important to think about what you're buying, where it's coming from, how it's affecting other people. I mean, ethical fashion can either be you know, it's good for the planet or good for the people who are making it socially responsible. And all those things are really important. And if you are just taking small little steps to purchase things thoughtfully, you combined with everyone else in the world can make a massive impact on the industry because it's so broken right now. Mm -hmm. So many people are, you know, working 12-hour days and not able to make a living wage to provide for their families and eat healthy food and send their kids to school. Clearly, I could talk about this yeah. all day. Well, and that's, <laughs> that's why it's so important is I think we, we create these habits of if we're just, you know, we're making a target run and we're going to grab chips or something for dinner and like, oh, there's a shirt I like. I'm going to throw it in here. When at the end of the day, you might not even need that shirt. And you definitely don't really know where it's coming from or what. It's just uh, being more thoughtful with what you're buying and why you're buying it and thinking about who's making it. I just think that it's going to help us be better consumers in general, but also, and we'll talk about this in a second. I mean, you've even mentioned that lots of companies are starting to be more and more aware of who's making their clothing that they're selling. And you can even find that information like on their websites. And it's not hard information to find anymore, right? Right. And... You know, it's something that for me had felt so distant, even when I was working for Abel in the beginning and we were working in Ethiopia, we were telling the story of the women that we worked with, but then I got to meet them firsthand and my life was absolutely changed. But now we have our jewelry team in Nashville and even some of our fulfillment team, they have 
come from lots of different backgrounds. All of us have in our office and seeing the impact that a thoughtful purchase makes. Like I, I talk to people who are able to buy a car for the first time or have the, their own apartment for the very first time in their lives or get their children back. And that's all because they mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. a job that dignifies them and they make a living wage so that they're able to make better choices for their life. And that is the most powerful thing in the world to me. And that's why I do what I do. Yeah. And I mean, you said it right there. I mean, we know what the value of having purpose in our own lives is and how it can really drive who we are and everything else. And this is just an opportunity that you're giving all of these women purpose, something that they can kind of plant both feet on and then move up in life through it because they know who they are and what they're doing. I love it so much. So you said, you know, that's one of your favorite things that you do now. If you had to say, this is my top favorite thing about the job that I have right now. I love this part of it. What would it be for you? It's the people that I work with for sure. I mean, I love, I love getting to be creative in my job. I'm the the fashion director, which sounds so glitzy and glam. It does sound big time, Jordan. I mean, it sounds big time. (laughs) It sounds glitzy, but then people are like, what is that? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's what you do? (laughs) Yeah, but for understandable reasons. But I, you know, work with our incredibly talented design team on the designs. And then I work with our marketing team on the customer facing marketing plans. And so it's just a lot of creative, fun stuff. But the people that I work with are why I'm doing what I'm doing. We have women from all kinds of backgrounds. All of us have overcome. We're all able to meet in the middle from our different paths. We've got a lot of new moms. We've got women who have overcome anxiety or addiction, women who have worked in Fortune 500 companies. And so it's just really special because some of those women, I get to step in and, and hopefully teach them something. But then other women are pouring into me. And it's just this beautiful picture of women empowering women. And that's what that's what makes me work late at night or get yeah. up early and start working. It makes me love my job. I love that so much. And even... You know, you just said when you first started out that you had people who were pouring into you, people helping you figure out, you know, what you're good at, what you like to do. And now you have the opportunity to do that for someone else. And I just think that speaks to the huge value there is in finding someone who can pour into you and then finding someone you can pour into and how that just helps us figure out our purpose and who we are and what we want to do. Absolutely. And when you're pouring into someone, I think it's so funny to be like, oh, they're probably getting so much out of this. You know, I'm (laughs) able to help someone create a budget that's going to change their lives. But for me, when I'm helping someone make a budget, I am so humbled and it changes my life, dare I say, way more than theirs because it gives me that perspective that I need. Mm So it's just, it's a special place to be. I can't say enough good things about working with women like we work with. 
you know, and you even said it right there too. It's not even necessarily that you have to be in a workplace with these. Like you can find, if we all mm-hmm. cared a little, we talked about this a few episodes back, but if we were all just a little bit more aware and intentional with our relationships, the difference it would make in the lives of the people around us. So I love that so much that you're even making that point right now because it's so much bigger than just, hey, what should you wear? It's more like, hey, yeah, I love you. Let's talk about not just what we're wearing, but what's going on with you. What can I help you? Here's what I like to do. Do you like to do? Let me teach you how to do all of that. I love it. I'm such a big, that's Amen. the big reason why this podcast exists, Jordan. So thank you for bringing that back around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's what we did. We asked listeners for specific questions about style, okay? And much like other past podcasts, I am not the person to answer these questions. Like if I have to take a picture of my outfit almost every morning and send it to someone and say, is it okay that I wear this? It just means I'm not the person (laughs) who needs to be telling you what you should or should not wear. So we're going to do our lightning round and we're going to run through these questions. And I love these questions so much. And I just know that you're going to have the answers that I don't. Okay. So you ready to jump in? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Let's start out. What are three items that you wear most often? My vintage Able jeans, leopard Adidas sneakers, and a white button down. (sighs) Okay. Let's discuss sneakers for a second. Because this can go, this can go wayward real fast. So you're not talking about like the yeah. shoes that I strap on in the mornings to go for a run or the dad shoes that are apparently such a big thing right now that I just cannot accept. You're talking about right. like, you know, yeah. you said your Adidas ones, like the flat bottom, those, you're kind of more that speed, right? Yeah. Like some cute little white leather sneakers. My leopard ones, it's the, it's the Adidas Stan Smith. Yes. Style, so it has those three little stripes on the side. The stripes on mine are leopard. They're so cool. I at least think they're really cool. <laughs> and that's all and, that really matters. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you think exactly. they're cool, then you can wear them. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. So I, I love those because I take them on trips. I pack them all the time. They can kind of, you know, with the styles right now, the trends, you can dress them up a little bit. You can you can play with them, uh, but they go with jeans so easily and can still look pulled together. Can you wear them with your power suit and go for your lunch walk? Is that what you're telling me right now, Jordan? Well, I... <laughs> no, but I do have some really cool silk trousers that I will put a t-shirt on and those silk trousers and the sneakers. And it's kind of this cool high-low look. And I feel like I could go into a meeting like in the summertime and be okay and look like I you belong yeah, there. I, I'm like with I dressed you. up for that meeting. Yes. Yeah. I just you want to know how I know you're in the fashion industry, Jordan, is because you're calling pants trousers. That is how I know <laughs> <laughs> that I oh am I am not in the fashion industry and you are. <laughs> I'm using those words that people are like, cool, I've never used that in my life. I know. I've never yeah, had an opportunity sorry. to say trousers and I love it that I'm now getting that opportunity. <laughs> hey, now you've got it. <laughs> okay, so those are the three items you wear most often. What are your staple pieces? Like, these are the pieces you have to have. I'm sure those three items fall into that. But if we could have staple pieces, what would they be? So beyond those three things, I would say a good graphic tee, a blazer, and a solid pair of heels. And then just, I mean, this isn't staples because I'm going to say but 
just dress up all those pieces and make them different with your accessories. Your so belt you can use them. Yeah, your scarves, little hair accessories or or different shoes, but always a good blazer or just some kind of jacket that might be for you a leather jacket, but something that okay. you can throw on and it's like wow, everything looks pulled together. I'm with <laughs> and you. I so, didn't even try. I, gosh, if only I could look that way more. So, because everything, when I do, the problem is, here's how I know that people notice when I'm not trying. It's because when I do try, I get so many comments. I get so many. And it's that's yeah. how I know. They, people around me know the difference. <laughs> but okay, yeah. so the blazer. So let's say, like for me, for example, I don't have an opportunity to wear a blazer a lot. But what you're saying is, it's just yeah. a jacket or some piece that's kind of tying it all together. Right. I mean, I think it's, I go in and out of periods where I'll wear a blazer or a leather jacket or a denim jacket, but something that you're putting on, even like a trench coat, some kind of cool thing like that, something that you put on and your whole look is kind of tied together and it's, you know, it's effortless, it's easy, and it's also layering too. So you're good to go. If it's cold outside, you can take off your jacket if it warms up during the day. I always think about those staple pieces as if I'm packing a suitcase for, you know, a week, but I can only take a little carry-on. What are the things that I'm going to bring? You have to have with you. And you have to have that. Yep. I'm with you. Okay. So we're coming up into spring, into summer, next fall. What are some of the upcoming trends that you're already seeing? Snake skin is... Huge already. <laughs> it's getting bigger. You've got I don't like that answer, Jordan. I don't like it. like it. I don't like I know. it. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. I am kind of the girl that I wear a ton of neutrals and then I'll just pop in some leopard or some snake skin. It's actually way more wearable than you would think. Really? And I just can't it, see it in my head. That's my problem. Yeah. I mean, we've got some some snake skin coming on some shoes or some bags. Like that's a great way to add in a little pop of it or even just a belt. But it, it's really fun. It's not going away. If it's not your vibe, don't try it. Just don't <laughs> <But> do it. <laughs> if you see it and you like it, it's going to be around for a little bit. So just you might as well go for it. What about when they change like the color of the snake skin to not be the color that an actual snake would be? Like so the neon snake skin. It's going to start happening. Oh, it's no. starting to happen on the runways. And so, you know, it's going to hit mass market soon. But I, I'm okay with it. I think sometimes it can look really cool when you're when some amazing designer has got that going on. But I think maybe for the general public, stick with the class. (laughs) Just do what you know. Just do what you know sometimes. (laughs) It might be going a little bit far. I'm with, see, that's what, listen, I'm going to pull on some uh, snakeskin leggings that are neon pink, Jordan. I'm going to come visit you in your offices at Able (laughs) and say that you told me. You told me. No, no, no. <laughs> stick with the classic and stick with like the... I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I don't know her. I swear. Yeah, I didn't tell her to do that. <laughs> Snake skin leggings. That would be a vision, truly. <laughs> okay. So even just for spring and summer, is there something, you know, like ruffles, drawstrings, are, is all that still going to be in? Are we good with that? Or do we need to start moving in a different direction? Yeah, it's all going to be in the 
the full sleeves, the ruffles, little drawstring details, all of that has been around. It's staying around just really feminine little silhouettes. So that'll be really fun and easy for summer. So we have a safety zone, everyone. That's what I just heard. You don't have to do snake skin. Yeah. Okay. Everything's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Stick with what you know. All right, Jordan. So this next question is, I didn't think about it until we got it. And it's true. I stayed away from these all fall and summer because I didn't know, or fall and winter because I didn't know if they were still a thing. Tall boots. Are they still, I mean, can we still wear them? Are they, are they around? 100%. I keep these in my closet always because they're so practical because when it's raining outside, you put on those tall boots, there's not any rain touching you. But... They're on the rise for sure. And I think we're going to see, I know we're going to see way more for fall 2019. But tall boots are kind of fun because right now the best way to wear them with a long kind of flowy skirt and you have your tall boots tucked under. So it's kind of just this long silhouette. Yes. Where the boots ending, it's really cool. It's very Dr. Quinn medicine woman. Is that, did you ever watch yes, that? Totally. Am I too old? <laughs> Totally. I feel like if I have that I on, I need to that. saddle up a horse and ride somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I wore that last week, actually, and I just wore this simple little sweater and a skirt and boots, and people were like, whoa. Gosh, <laughs> we are getting like, everyone, write you know, these I'm, things down, okay? Yeah. We are going to be cool. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's just, it's a fresh way to wear things that are already in your closet. So go for the tall boots. I love it. Okay. What's one trend that's going to fade out? Like, what do you see that's kind of on its way out a little bit? Oh, man. Well, I try not to really, like, go that far into the trends. But, yes. you know, the cutout shoulders and all that. The cold shoulder? Isn't that what kind, they called it? Yeah. <laughs> I say we should get rid of those. I'm on board with that. But <laughs> I, my, I'm more on board with it because I kind of looked like a linebacker when I wore shirts like that. So I would be 100% yeah. for it. Let's just cut it out altogether. Now, someone did ask, are skinny jeans going to fade out or can we keep them? No, skinny jeans are classic. You should always have those. They're so easy to wear. You can tuck them into your tall boot. But I'm seeing more of a straight style right now. Mm-hmm. So they're just not as height on the bottom, like at the ankle, it's not yes. hugging your ankle. It's just a straight little silhouette. And I think those are a great update to the skinny style. And you can wear those with like short booties, right? Because I've been trying to do it and I just, I want to make sure that if they're long enough to cover the top of the boot, I can do that. Yes. Yes. You 100% can. Right now I'm wearing little ankle booties with a straight style jean and the jean just goes right over the top of the ankle boot and it looks cool and easy. It's kind of 90s, but I'm digging it right now. I am for, and truthfully, Jordan, you want to know why I thought that was okay to do? Because I'm almost positive I saw you post a picture on Instagram maybe and you were wearing that and I thought, oh, I can do that. This is okay. That is really probably the only reason I ever did it. My um, 10 by 10 wardrobe. That's, that's what it was. What it was I guarantee. And that's the perfect segue because someone asked about a capsule wardrobe and should we be working on having one? And truthfully, I didn't even know what that was. So I knew I had to bring this question right. to you. So tell us about what it is yeah. and how we can build one. So capsule wardrobe is, capsule is just a buzzy way to say that it's a small wardrobe with limited pieces. And the the point of it is to pair those pieces creatively. So instead of just buying whatever you see when you go to Target, really 
thinking purposefully about your purchases or paring down what you have. And instead of buying new things to freshen everything up seasonally, you're investing in key pieces and then you're mixing and matching those things for, for freshness. So it's a, honestly, it's a great challenge and it shows you that you don't have to have everything under the sun or the newest trend piece to look cool. It's such a good exercise. Like I will go to my closet and one way I do this, I haven't pared down my closet, but I just challenged myself not to buy things seasonally to Mm -hmm. freshen up unless I absolutely need it. So I will try to, if I'm wearing a gray sweater, I will wear it a different way each time I put it on instead of putting it with the same outfit. And Mm so it looks really new and, you know, novel but it's not. <laughs> well, and that's the truth. Of it. I mean, I'm the queen of this. Like I'll buy a new shirt and someone say, hey, I like your shirt. And I immediately feel the need to tell them how much I paid for it. I don't know why that's my right. instinct. <laughs> yeah. But immediately I'm like, this was $4.99 and whatever. But yeah. the problem is when you're buying so many of those pieces that are like five, eight, $10, they're only going to last you like a year, maybe before they start looking worn out, right. tired. But if you can really invest in these pieces that are going to last you. Yeah, they're a little bit more, but they last so much longer and they're versatile. Like you can wear them so many different ways. I feel like if we shopped not so much based on the deal we're going to get, but on how many ways we can wear certain things, that our wardrobes are going to go a lot further over a long period of time. Yeah. I've learned that from experience. I started shopping ethically almost two years ago, I think. And Instead of going into stores and buying what I saw as a good deal, just whenever I saw it, I was saving so much money. I believe it. And I'm, I was buying investment pieces, like things that I will have in my wardrobe, hopefully forever. And and I was saving money. My husband was like, this is incredible. This is wonderful. <laughs> Are you doing this forever? <laughs> yeah. Can you commit to this for life? Well, you know, on What Not to Wear, they talked about these investment pieces. And I used to think, listen here, Clinton, you don't know what you're talking about. But now I'm older and have my own money. And I'm like, oh, he does know what he's talking about. Also, can we bring that show back? Can we contact Netflix and say, hey, do another round of this? Because I loved it. It's only a matter of time. Don't you think it's going to? I mean, it's only a matter of time. It has to be. I mean, that was a hit. That was everything. Yeah. Full House is coming around. What not to wear is coming back around. But okay, Jordan. Oh, yeah. So we talked about one of the trends that is going to stick around is skinny jeans. Thank goodness. But what's something maybe broader? That's something that you are seeing over and over that you know has been around and will probably stay around. Hmm. Let's see. I I know that one of the things that everyone needs in their closet is just a good jacket. Yeah. So power dressing is kind of a trend that started a few years ago with the whole feminist movement, girl power. And so power dressing is like, you know, girls are wearing suits and t-shirts and styling them really, really cool in their day-to-day instead of dressing super feminine and girly, which I also really like. But keep a blazer around or that key jacket because that can kind of dress up your look and give you your own personal style just with one investment piece. 
I love it. And that, like, the more you talk about this jacket, I'm already thinking, okay, I have like four jackets that are not great. So what if I get rid of those and get one really good jacket that's going to stick around yeah. for a long time? I'm or already making plans. what you have. I think the key to those, it's all about the tailoring and the fit because if you're putting on something frumpy, that's not going to achieve the look. Mm-hmm. So make sure it fits you really well and is, is tailored to you because you want that thing that magically, it'll magically pull together your outfit because it just makes you look all put together and it doesn't make you feel frumpy, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's all about how you feel when you walk out the door. And if you feel like, hey, I, have, I know what I'm doing, then you're actually going to feel like you do know what you're doing when you go out and do whatever yes. is on your calendar. Okay, now exactly. this, is a, this is a very controversial question, especially in the South, Jordan. Can we wear white year-round? Yes, I'm wearing white <laughs> jeans right now. <gasps> it, and is it is March, Jordan. It's yeah. not Easter yet. Who do you think you are? Yeah, I know. I'm doing it. That's hilarious. That is actually happening right now. So I, I'm a big advocate of this. So the thing I would say is if you're wearing white in the winter, I like to warm it up with different tones of white. So wear your white denim and like a creamy white sweater and maybe some rich cognac boots or something like that. So it feels appropriate yes. and, and wintry versus just this dark white. That's a, my favorite way to do it right now. I'm for it. And it's like you said, it's how you wear them. So like, obviously don't put on your summery shirt that's bright yellow and your um, wedge right. heels and walk out the door when it's 12 degrees outside. People are going to look at you weird, not because you're wearing white, but because why right. are you dressed like that? So I'm with you. We can, exactly. let's, let's free the white pants in the South. We'll start that right here. But everyone wear your white pants tomorrow. Yeah. That's the rule. <laughs> yes. Okay. Someone else well, asked about um, shoes. So what are some of the best styles to have? Like if you could say one or two different styles that are going to go far for you, what would they be? Okay. So the sneakers that I mentioned earlier, find your favorite pair of sneakers, make them leather because that will allow them to dress up or down easier. And then I would say a pair of heels that are really simple and also can be dressed up or dressed down. I really like versatile pieces in my wardrobe that I don't want to have a million pairs of shoes. I want to have, you know, a good pair of flat sandals, a good pair of sneakers, and then a good pair of heels. And For the heels, I like to, you know, make sure you have a sturdier heel if you're planning to go day to night. And just a really simple style, like a simple little front strap and ankle strap. That's all you need. I love those. Nothing crazy. And then you can let your clothes do the talking. Yeah, gosh. Sometimes I need, like some of the graphic tees I I select, they don't need to do the talking. I'll tell you right now, Jordan, I need to be better about (laughs) those graphic tees. I never seem to pick the right ones. But you talked a little bit about shoes. Um, How else do you accessorize? Like what are some, I am terrible at this. Like if I switch out my earrings, I feel like I have my life together. So how do you accessorize some of your outfits? Yeah. So I've learned that, especially since I've been shopping so thoughtfully, accessories are the key. They can make or break your outfit. And so what I like to do is pile it all on, like everything that you see that you're wanting to wear. And then you can take things off and and kind of mix and match. Mm -hmm. But definitely think about big earrings. Those are are really in right now. I love them. So they make my face look, I have the the face of a Cabbage Patch doll. So when I wear big earrings, it makes my face look longer. Clinton Kelly also taught me that. Yes, 
<laughs> they they elongate your face. They're such miracle workers. And you can have your hair in a ponytail, but a it. really cool pair of earrings, mm-hmm. and it works so well. So those are really wonderful. Uh, belts right now, I'm having a good time with those. I have I seen have those a more. Belt. Yes, I've been seeing them everywhere. So how when belts? How thick do they need to be in there? I mean, you said you have a leopard print, so you can have variations. Tell us a little bit about what we can get away with. So. I would go like an inch to an inch and a half thick. And I mean, I have a a leopard print one, a tan one. I wore an outfit this weekend and it was just like dark blue classic jeans and a white sweater and brown boots. So the most basic outfit ever. And then I put on a big pair of earrings and my leopard belt and people were like, oh my God. You know what you're doing. I love it. Yeah, you look so fashionable today. And I'm like, thank you. That is hilarious. (laughs) This was zero (laughs) effort. Yes. Yeah, I'm wearing my comfiest clothes. So it's all about the accessories and also little neck scarves. I mean, that that sounds crazy, but they're great. You can tie them onto your bags or you can also just, I wore a navy crew neck sweater the other day with a silk neck scarf tied around my neck. And it actually was cool. I did not feel like a flight attendant. I felt <laughs> relevant. That's and, what I was going to ask you. Great. The short scarf. So you're talking about like the short ones that kind of tie right like at the side of your neck. Or, yeah. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Because we had years ago, a friend of mine wore one, probably two years ago, honestly. He wore one for the first. It was like a bandana. And I was like, okay, cowboy, go saddle up somewhere. What are you wearing? And then yeah. last year in the Super Bowl, Justin Timberlake comes out with one of those tied around his neck. And I thought <laughs> every time I think you're looking like a fool. Justin Timberlake comes out wearing the same thing. So he is going to appreciate that you just legitimized the next scarves in our lives. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we all know that Justin Timberlake does no wrong. You are exactly right. That needs to be on a plaque somewhere because it's so true. (laughs) Okay. What is, we hear this phrase all the time. What is dress casual? What does that mean? What does it look like? The best way to dress, I think. Um, It's honestly... You know, don't make it a big thing, but it's the the mix between dressy and your like day to day jeans. So if I see that on an invitation, I've I would be wearing jeans, a cool graphic tee, a blazer, heels, and cool accessories. So you look like you dressed up and are you know you put effort trying, in. Yeah, you thought about it. Jeans. Yeah. You put a little bit of effort in, and that can look different for different people. I mean, sometimes if you're typically dressed up all the time and you have those, you know, silk trousers and a silk top, then put some sneakers on with it. Or if you're typically really casual and in jeans and a t-shirt, then that's when you put over that jacket or a really cool coat or a really cool bag and some accessories and it will take it up a notch. I love it. It just looks like you thought about it before you left the house. That is all it takes is that you just put a little bit of effort in. Okay. Tights versus leggings. When to wear each? Like, can you wear leggings with dresses or just tights? When do you wear each one? So tights with dresses and leggings dressed on the weekend. And let me tell you, I... (laughs) wear leggings. When I come home from work, I put on leggings, I work out and I wear them the rest of the night. Yes. I love them, but don't wear them with dresses. They should only go with sneakers and something that covers your butt. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. Like 
put on a, a hoodie and then a layer a little jacket over it. I have a little army jacket um, from Able that is a little bit longer in the back and it still has that casual vibe. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm wearing leggings out, that's how I do it. And then tights just make your dresses put look put together. Can I tell you I was wearing tights? This past weekend. And the thing is, I hate pulling those things up all the time. I mean, I kept having to find corners to go pull my tights up, Jordan. I just don't like it. Oh, my gosh. It's the worst. Okay. (laughs) I actually have the best story about this. When I was in first grade, I wore tights to school, and they kept falling down. I think there was some kind of cute, like, my mom dressed me up in this cute little dress with pattern tights. And my teacher was cracking up. And so she took me to the bathroom in the handicap stall. And I was like, I mean, I was a small twig at this time in my life. She picked me up in my tights and like, <laughs> you know, shook me down. Yes. Into them. They did. They did not move. Listen, for the rest of the I day. needed someone to do that for me. If I could have found I someone know. to go in a bathroom with me and shake me down into my tights, because it was the yes. worst. It was the longest day with those stupid things rolling down over. It was just, ugh. yes. It was the worst. I okay. always think of Miss White when I hear that. That's so good. <laughs> All right. So this is just one broad question that I would love to um, kind of wrap up with. How do you figure out your personal style? Like, how do you go about figuring out what looks best on you? Well, definitely pay attention to your body type. I would not listen to any of the stereotypical things that people say. Like, you know, if you're curvy, don't wear a fully fitted dress. Like, no, <laughs> that's not true. What I would do is go shopping and buy what you're drawn to, not what everyone else is wearing. If the sack dress is the biggest thing out right now, which is just truly like a sack and yes. it has no shape, I have seen that it. might not be the best thing for you. It's not for and me, Jordan. I mean, if totally you want me to look fine. like an Oompa Loompa, you put me in one of those dresses, but otherwise do not make yeah, me do it. <laughs> it's kind of ironic because you would think, you know, that would be for everyone because it, it's not hugging you anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, I would I would buy what you're drawn to um, trend-wise, pattern-wise, fit-wise, and what you're most comfortable in because mm-hmm. if you're uncomfortable in it, if you're adjusting your shirt all day or pulling up, pulling your, up your hosieries, people notice that. <laughs> yeah, people notice that and, and can tell that you're uncomfortable. So you don't want to have to think about what you're wearing. And if you're going to spend the money on it, just let it be something you love. I mean, don't let it be something you're going to question every time you wear. I'm for that. Yes. Okay, Jordan. So we end up, this is going to be a curveball, but we end every episode with one question. And it's, what are you so happy that someone did tell you about? So what are you super into right now? Is it a book, a movie, a show, um, a restaurant, a food, a podcast? Like what's something that you absolutely love that you want other people to know about? So I have a favorite podcast. If you're interested in the the fashion world, I really love this podcast called Second Life. Yes, and it's by Hillary Kerr, who did um, she did Who What Where and all of that. Yes, and she mm-hmm. interviews some really amazing CEOs and creative directors, and I always feel really inspired by that. And then. Secondly, alongside the fashion information, if you want some more information about ethical fashion, everyone used to tell me to watch this documentary called True Cost. Mm -hmm. And I was always like, I'm in the fashion industry. I 
I live this every day. I don't really want to watch that after work, but I watched it and it truly, it changed the way I think about everything. So if you want to learn a little bit more about why purchasing sustainable or ethical fashion is really important, that is my number one recommendation. It's incredible. I love it. Is that available on Netflix or can you find it on Amazon Prime or where would you be able to find it? I think it's on Netflix. It should be really easy to find. I need another thing to watch on Netflix, Jordan. I mean, I've got the list is yeah, ever growing. Right? It's ever growing. <laughs> well, Jordan, we are so, Same. so, so, so thankful for you. Thank you so much for jumping on here with us and helping guide our fashion decisions. Um, I know we're going to link to Able. And also, y'all have a great newsletter that I know goes out. So we'll link to that as well. But Jordan, we're so thankful for you and what you do. And we just, we appreciate you, sister. Yes. Thank you for having me. I love ending every episode telling you how thankful I am for you that you would take your time to listen to what we're trying to do here. So if you loved it, or even if you have feedback, I want to hear about it. You can either hop on over to iTunes and leave us a review, or you can just DM me on social media. Usually I'm on Instagram the most. It's at CEHala. And again, I love hearing from you guys. So make sure you either write a review or send me a DM, which always seems a little bit desperate asking for it. But here I am asking anyways. Thanks again for tuning in.